Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, hello, hello. It's Tuesday. Zippity doo da. I know that Amanda said she was running a few minutes late, but she'd be here. So we'll just kind of hold on for a minute and wait for folks to get on the line. This week, we are doing Chapter 11, Acting in a Certain Way, which I like. I like this chapter, but I say that at every chapter, so that should not be new information. I like this whole book. We'll give it just a minute for people to join us. For anyone who happens to be listening to this on the recording for the upcoming weeks, we're going to split it up into four four more weeks. We'll do chapter 12 as its own week, 13 as its own week, 14 as its own week, but then 15 and 16 will kind of combine together. We don't need to do 17. That's just a recap of the science, which we will have been talking about every week. So we'll do chapter 12 on, let's see, chapter 12 will be May 23rd, chapter 13 will be May 30, chapter 14 will be May 6th, and chapter 15 and 16 will be May 13th which is basically right at the one year mark for when we started this whole 
process, kicking it off. Yay. If you're listening to the recording, we haven't abandoned ship yet. love the first paragraph of this chapter that thought is the creative power or the impelling force which causes the creative power to act thinking in a certain way will bring riches to you but you must not rely upon thought alone paying no attention to personal actions that is the rock upon which many otherwise scientific medical physical thinkers meet shipwreck the failure to connect thought with personal action We have to take action.
We've been meditating on that idea today quite a bit, actually. Thinking about it in the context of, Ellen, I think your phrase for it is inspired action. Taking inspired action. being in creative mind as opposed to competitive mind. There's also another section in this chapter that hit me differently this time than when we read it before. It says, if you act in the present with your mind on the future, your present action will be with a divided mind and will not be effective. Put your whole mind into present action. just stuck out to me differently this time. I think it leads to the whole division of yourself in the right business with the purpose to get into it and the faith that you will get into it and are getting into it, but act in your present business. We act in our present business with faith and purpose, but we 
give our attention in the moment we're acting to the moment we're acting in. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> that good. Um, I don't remember what time of the day it was that I realized it was Tuesday and not Thursday, but that's how my day has been. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I know what it was. I picked up my son and asked him what he learned in school today, and he said, nothing. It was a work day. I'm like, you were in three classes and you didn't learn a thing? He's like, no, Mom. I've been here for an hour, remember? It's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, now you don't have to ask me how my day was. Uh, how are you (laughs) is there anyone else on the call Mm -mm. nope sorry I was just trying to swallow (laughs) it's just us two chickens (sighs) hi yeah it's a wild ride man I think that uh, here's what I here's here's my my assessment. I um I left home, you know, for two weeks, mm-hmm. and between the retreat and training with Nikki, I saw who I really am. And then, you know, all the information that I found out about my dad, um, like, was just like the the last tumbler in that lock, mm. you know, mm-hmm. because it was like, oh, yeah, I knew, I knew that's who he was my whole life. And I, they told me I was silly and oversensitive and crazy and, you know, like all the things. Because I saw, and I asked questions, and that was not what they wanted to deal with. So instead, they made me, they taught me how to second guess all of my thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, and then, and then, and then, because, you know, there was, hardly anything of the real me left. They just gave me all of their shit to carry for them. (laughs) Because that seems like a good idea. We don't want to do it. She takes orders pretty well. So, yeah, I'm, uh, so I think I, like, left and came back and felt like, you know how it is after an event like that where you're, like, super expanded and then you walk back into your life. Uh-huh. And re-entry see all of the places. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, reentry is rough. Well, actually, I had a week of being able, like, I literally had a week where Ryan was like, babe, it's so crazy. You're different, but you're back. You know, usually it takes you a really long time to come all the way back. This is really unusual. And that's what I felt. I felt like while I was gone, I did a lot of integration work. And so it was easier. It wasn't like I had to come home and and do it. 
I guess, at first. But um, after about a week of being home, I was back to drinking. I was second-guessing myself and stuffing my feelings. And I just, like, and then he is acting. Some of his behavior was almost exactly like the behavior that just came to the forefront about my dad. It was a little bit different, but it was enough close that I just, like, came unglued on Sunday night. <laughs> like, mm. you have got to be shitting me right now. And I got so mad, and he was like, you know, well, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, here, let me make you feel better. This isn't even about you anymore. This is about me. It has nothing to do with you. This is about me. I'm here. I'm facing the same story, and I have to write a different ending. So things are going to change. It's just the bottom line, because I... I can't, like, my my body is screaming. Mm. It's screaming at me. I am so miserable physically. And I felt so great. (laughs) So, I just have to, uh, I have to say all the things and do all the things, all the hard things. Yay! Yay. More of that. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in a crap ton of pain today, physically. I like. Oh God! I think I woke up fine, and then I did a meditation. And somewhere between the meditation and my yoga mat, um, my neck went out. So I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that sounds about right. <laughs> Man, our body is such a uh, such a great mirror, right? That's what I was just like, going to say. There, such a mirror. I can't turn my I can't face I I literally can't turn my head to the right. So literally, like, what am I like incapable of facing? You know, it's like. Uh, like, here I am. That's it. Here we are. It's a perfect. I literally sent an email to the energy practitioner that I work with, and I was like, um, uncle, <laughs> have fun with this session because this is way out of my ballpark, dude. <laughs> like, every time, cause, you know, because he, he teaches his process, and he's like, it's really better if you just learn how to do this yourself. And I'm like, I get that, you know. I, I mm-hmm. work at that, but there's some things, you know, that are just like out of my ballpark. I'm sorry. <laughs> I sent him this long email to explain everything that's happened. And then like half an hour later, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm just like in excruciating pain. And I'm thinking, here I go trying to get out of the pain. But it's like, this is the thing that's going to make me actually pull the pin and I'm just trying to get out of it. And so I emailed him back. Maybe I ought to just sit with this for a while. He's like, okay, let me know. I'm just trying to make the pain stop. 
So, and then my mom sent me this sweet uh, card from Mother's Day. So I called her. And, of course, because even though my son reminded me that it's Tuesday, I still somehow forgot that it was Tuesday and called her at 5 o'clock when she got off work. <laughs> and I looked at the clock, and I was like, oh, my God, it's Tuesday. It's a call. <laughs> so I'm, like, talking to her, and she's so emotional, poor thing. I got off the phone, and she was, like, all gulping back tears. Crazy. Yeah. How are you? Well, I'm gonna say outwardly, my wife, my life looks more calm. Outwardly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, how do you feel about that? Is that a good thing? Um, well, it's an illusion, I think. Well, actually, oh. it's the truth. No, it's the truth. The truth is my life is calm. Um, I don't feel very calm. Mm. Like I do and I don't. I don't even know how to explain it, Amanda. It's very, it's very, I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a stew going on, you know, like. I feel like I'm having like, or like leftovers, you know, how you have a dinner and you just, all the leftovers are in your fridge and you just. (laughs) Everything but the kitchen sink is rolling around in there. You know, and you're just looking at all the leftovers on the counter going, what in the fuck is going on here? Because there's nothing wrong with leftovers in and of itself. Like, and personally, I love leftovers. You know, like that's one of my favorite meals is like to just have a bunch of leftovers in there from a couple of meals that I really loved. And But um, I was listening to something today, which was really great, actually. The thing, um, do you know who Mastin Kip is? Oh, yeah. Okay. I do. So I was, listen- I was listening to one of his things today, which was really good. And he has this thing, he has like this, this thing about, uh, I wrote it down so I'd remember it because I know I wouldn't remember it on my own. I'm not tracking very well right now. Oh. What is the cue? What is the action you've taken up till now? And what is has it produced the reward of? So the cue is like, what is it that is going on in your life right now that's causing you to want to do something different? Mm-hmm. And what is the action you've taken up until now, basically, that's kept you in that spot? Right. And then what's been the reward of that? So I've been, you know, rolling around with that because, you know, the guy, I don't know if I talked, the guy from Canada called me. Yes. Last, Last Tuesday. Yeah. Well, he never called my father until I texted him again today and said, Hey, why don't you give me a call so we can talk about things. And part of what I was going to talk about is, you know, are you not, you know, what is it you're trying to do? Cause you called me, but you didn't call G, but G's the one that got this whole thing rolling. And, you know, and I know they had a bit of a headbutt, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and so 
and so out of respect for my father, because it was primarily initially his contract, I didn't want to just race ahead with a guy and not be respectful and loyal to the person who brought me to the dance in the first place. And so, um, yeah. And so anyways, my father said, well, I'll call you right now and we'll talk about it. And I was like, I can't, I got a conference call right now. So I can't talk right now. Cause it was at like five eleven. He wanted to call me. I was like, yeah, I got a conference call in four minutes. Can't do it. So, um, he's like, well, if you call me before nine, we can talk about it. Otherwise I'll talk to you tomorrow. So, and I, so I just texted him and said, well, you know, is he saying he still wants us to come back or not? Or, um, so anyways, when I was doing this stuff, um, when I was when I was listening to this, whatever this, this video recording was with Mastin, when he was asking those questions, and then he was, you know, there was a video of him, like, coaching people. My God, he's a good coach. Yeah. Holy he's cow. Tony Robbins trained. Like, off the charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, uh, like... You know, like if if Lisa has been my my kind of view of in terms of somebody who is you know a powerful kind of yeah. coaching someone like from you know like a one on one, he has all of that power that she has, but then all of the authenticity of it just is. Yeah, I was like, wow. Uh, is I, it just had a different feel to it? I don't know how to explain it exactly, but yeah. he's looked at his stuff. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good. And so yeah, he was really good. And so I started thinking about that, and I started thinking about this thing about I just have, and I've been I've been doing this for like what a year and a half now, and and the consulting. Um. The consulting and also feeling like I I need to make a turn out of the consulting stuff Mm -hmm. so that I can change the nature of my relationship with my father Mm. Um, in a good way, like in a good way. And it's not that he and I don't get along well when we're doing consulting. We are. But there's this thing of, there's been a whole bunch of stuff that's been coming up around it, but like I was, I did a, I was doing, you know, the tarot cards and one of the things that came up when I was looking at the Canada thing, when, you know, the spread in the outcome section of it was basically like having to tiptoe around somebody in order for things to get manifested. Mm. And what I realize is that I am always waiting for the other shoe to fall with my father. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, for him to get frustrated or impatient or deliver things in that abrupt, abrasive way that he can do it. Yeah. Where it burns down the village. Right. And then I, you know, and then my income is upended because of his interaction with people and because he's bringing me to the party. Right. And and I just thought, you know... <laughs> And so when I talked to, when, when Bob called me last week and I was like, and honestly, I feel like he called me because I feel like that if Bob could get away with it, he would just have me come back. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. I could yeah. never say that to my father because I don't want to hurt his feelings, but I think that's the truth. The, the folks in North Carolina, they'll work with me, but they won't work with my dad because of what happened with him and the franchise are there. So it's a difficult spot to be in, even though my father is totally generous and will say, well, you should just go ahead and go. 
Right. And which which I love about my father, but at the same time, oftentimes the way that he does it doesn't make it possible for me to continue interacting with people. You know, it's like when we were mm-hmm. working with the Deming Institute and he just like chopped that relationship off at the knees. And he did it in such a way that it was kind of like uh, it was it's been uncomfortable for me to try and engage with people there because I don't want to have to answer for him. Right. Or about him, and I, you know, and and it's it's an odd thing because I'm always at the benefit still of his generosity. Pardon? Yeah. You're still on eggshells even after he's out of the situation. Yeah, and and it's an in, you know, and I adore my dad, and there's so many things that I love about him, and then there's this other side to it that it's just he's so generous. And then the way that he goes about things is also so, um, I don't know. I, I just, I just got to get unhinged from that. I really just want to get myself unhooked from that. And now there's a conversation I've been having with myself and, you know, reading these the chapters, you know, like reading this chapter um, that we're, you know, talking about today, mm-hmm. the, you know, the acting in a certain way. And just like trying to be really honest with myself about the fact that I love the Deming philosophy and I want to teach and I, and I want to be able to share that with people, but there's other stuff I really want to do. And so what I really want to do is run a company myself that's doing the things that I love, which is workshops and retreats and all of that stuff and use the Deming philosophy to do it. And then if people right. want to see it, they can come and see it and they can know it. But it's kind of scary to just go, well, I really don't, you know, I want to step away from the consulting thing. But on another level, like, I want to step away from the consulting thing, at least the way that I've been doing it. And perhaps it's just that I want to do it with different kind of companies because I would really love to keep doing it with these folks in North Carolina. I had such a good day with them and I really enjoyed it. And I could really clearly see how I could have so much, a big impact for that company and those people. And I could Mm -hmm. see a clear path of how I could help. I understand their business. It makes sense to me. And is it a different um, type of business? Like industry or? Well, it's just that I understand their product line and I understand what they're doing. And up in Canada, it's a fabrication shop. And I just don't understand most of that stuff. Gotcha. And it and it's boring to me. I love working <laughs> with the people and helping the people, but mm-hmm. the actual having to sit there and talk about like how to program a machine out on the shop yeah. floor is a snooze fest. Mm-hmm. It doesn't light my fire. And with the folks in North Carolina, it's not that what they're doing necessarily lights my fire because they're spraying stuff on lawns and things like that. But what what is attractive to me is it's the personalities of the people there and the clear path that I can see where it could be fulfilling for me and for them. Mm -hmm. And so the fulfillment factor of consulting with that kind of a client, it's it's about this. It's actually bigger than the the folks up in Canada. The total business is bigger. But the, the branch that I'm working with is about the same size as the people in Canada. Um. And so, yeah, it's just, and so I, you know, I emailed them today just to check in, see how they're doing. And that guy and I have a really good rapport. 
and I could just see how I could really rapidly help them, mm-hmm. and I would enjoy doing it. I, even though there was difficulty between me and one of the people there, ultimately I think we paved a way, and it's just a different energy. It's just a totally different feeling being there. And I thought this is more like if well, this is more like an ideal consulting client for me in terms of like how it feels to be in their business, how it feels to be in the building, what even what the right. building is like. You know, it's clean, it's modern, it's up to date, it, it's welcoming, it's professional. Like it's just everything about it is just different. Um, yeah, and it's not it's not in the middle of the tundra in Canada either, so it has that benefit. <laughs> There's this little thing called, yeah, location. So I'm, yeah, and so I'm just kind of in the spot of, you know, wanting to pull the switch on doing this ponytail racing thing, and honestly, Amanda, just not having a fucking clue what to do right now with it, and it's frustrating to me. Because mm-hmm. that's not my normal spot. Like my normal spot isn't not being able to figure out what to do. And I have been so stuck. And I look at all the stuff and I'm like, I, there is so much good stuff here. It's it's not, and I have made progress. Here's the thing that I made progress about. Remember when I did all those post-it note things? Mm-hmm. Because I was like, well, I don't even know what I have to offer somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm over that now. Like I'm, yeah. I'm over the feeling like I don't really know that I have something of value to offer. Like, um, so that, that was the thing that I've like, okay, I made a lot of progress on that regard because now I, I'm, I, it's not that I don't still have anxiety or about it or have, you know, feel anxious about it, but I always, that's just that I always feel that way. I, I feel that way in the corporate world too. And every job I've ever done, I've always felt like I wasn't going to know what I did, what I needed to do when I got there, but I just roll up my sleeves and work hard and, you know, stuff shows up. And so the work hard part is the thing that has always served me because everything has been, that's been the springboard for all the information to get to land because I have to get in, I have to get involved in something and then step by step, I'll figure it out as I go. And so, yeah, so that's part of what I was listening to stuff with Matson today is I just thought, well, you know, just to kind of try and hear something from a different perspective. Um, I don't, and I don't even know what I saw of his that dragged me over to his like, blog thing or whatever it was I thought it must have been something on Instagram oh that's what it is I follow him on Instagram because I follow Marianne Williamson and I, somehow I think there was a link in between them or mm-hmm. something so yeah so I just um, I, and then the other piece is that um, when I told my father about some of these folks that I hear do this stuff I realized something stuck in my head and because he thinks a lot of a lot of folks that are doing this kind of work or sellouts, and that's actually the word he used for them. Mm-hmm. And so I have to disconnect the his right. thinking people are sellouts because he also doesn't believe in God. He doesn't believe in spirituality. He doesn't believe in any of that, and he thinks people that do that are weak. Right. And and so and I know I believe in something, and I I don't debate it with him. I just say you know I believe that there's some you know divine order to things, and and I tell him I know that's not your thing, but it's my thing, and I'm not you know I don't <laughs> think that. I don't think that means I don't have to do my part. It just means that I also believe that there's some, you know, synchronicity comes in. Other things come in. And the funny thing is when he describes his beliefs, Mm -hmm. he always talks about how the fact that he just gets started and then he'll know what he needs to do. 
and mm-hmm. he just gets started and then opportunities show up. So he actually believes everything we're right. studying in this book. He just doesn't believe that it's a divine force that's making all that happens. He believes it's all just his own self-will. Right. And I think it's both. I think it's right. like we're self-directed and then spirit meets us there. So, yeah, so I just have been kind of in a spot of and having this past week happen and then calling my father and having him be mad that Bob called me and not him and then all that discomfort and I just thought, you know what, I, I'm, I'm kind of fucking done with feeling wedged in the middle and this is a really old story between me and my dad. This is a really old story between me and my dad. And so I don't want to be an ingrate for everything that he's done for me and continues to do for me. And also, I actually think things would be more functional between he and I if I pivot Mm. and find a path out of where I'm at. So, you know, we're going to have other things because he may view me as a sellout if if I do things. But he always talks highly of the artist way and when I was doing the teen workshops, like he always spoke highly of that stuff when he would hear about it or see it or, you know, be around when you hear people talk to me about, you know, what I was doing. It was a sense of pride for him. So, you know, I, I, I don't really know. I don't really know how he's going to do it, but I'm 51. I'm not, I, you know, he, he's, we'll have to work that out, <laughs> you know. I'll just have to work that out. He's going to feel however he feels about it. And, you know, shit, I tell him all kinds of stuff he doesn't like hearing anyway. So, you know, right. just one more thing. I mean, it's not like I, it, it, in a funny way, it's like in these professional circumstances, I feel like I tiptoe around a little bit, but it's mostly because I just don't want him to implode this thing that we've been working on. Right. So it's not that I'm afraid to say things to him. It's more I'm afraid of what he's going to do to blow something up. Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah. Oh. So. Oh my God. Yeah. So, that's what I think. I we like, about. like live all with the same man. Yeah. It's like it's all the leftovers are sitting on the counter, and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm just like, fuck it. I'm I, you know what? I'm gonna throw them all in the trash and I'm gonna go grill a steak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny? This is a synchronicity. My mom was just telling me that the other night, my sister and her husband came over. And they had just gone through some type of war. <laughs> she said they walked in the house and they just looked like they had been destroyed by what went on at his family's house for Mother's Day. Mm. And um, and Stacey was like, no, Mom, no, no, I'm really craving meat. My mom was like, oh, I have a ribeye. Hang on. And she's like, they're so happy. Like an hour later, I'm like, Mom, there's hardly anything that a steak can't fix. <laughs> right? A really good steak. There's hardly anything that it can't fix. I'm just saying. I said this, like, while you were getting on this phone call. I'm just saying, I, there has to be a reason for it. <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. Uh, so grill yourself a steak, girl. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, you know, I'm not sure how, you know, it doesn't really have to do with chapter 11 necessarily, but thinking in a certain way, I suppose it does. It's just trying yeah, it to does. get all the, <laughs> yeah, all the thinking visible and try and start to, you know, unplug the wires of yeah 
you know, and it doesn't mean like I'm going to flip a switch and say, okay, I'm just not going back to Canada at all. Um, but I do, you know, I, I, and I know you and I have already talked about this, like, you know, I'm, I'm still waiting for them to pay my past two invoices. And my father did text me and say, you know, he asked him about that and they have yet another excuse about some problem they're having with their banking. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to assume they're going to pay that money. I have no reason to think that they won't. I believe that they, that they will. And, mm-hmm. you know, but I also know my father's, you know, which which I don't disagree with my dad at all, that it doesn't make any sense to go back there and work if they haven't paid our last invoices because, you know, we don't need to let them get deeper into debt. And I don't want to go, you know, I'd, I'd rather stay here in the States and, and do what I'm going to do here than go up there. Right. So, I mean, I would just rather, you know, do that here. And so... And you know I'm back. I'm staying. I'm back up in Arrowhead, staying at my friend's house again. So I'm like, yeah, I can work out, work out whatever they're going to work out. And so, yeah, so I'm here this week, and and you know I spent time with them on Sunday night, and so you know yesterday I fly the migraine all day. So today I was just trying to get myself back in some kind of a zone to work on things. I'm going racing on Saturday. I can't really nice. explain why why I think going racing is the right thing to be doing other than just, it, you know, it keeps me connected to the community of people that I like. And, you know, that's a part of, you know. Well, and look at what happened last time you racing. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like anybody signed up for a program or anything, but all of that stuff, it's just, I just feel like it's the building blocks of all the little pieces of stuff I'm oh, supposed yeah. to be doing. So. You know, and that's, and every time I go do it, I feel like something positive happens. And, and I was, you know, I was listened to the whole, this whole book the other day when I was driving in the car and, and it talked about, you know, about um, things being cumulative in result. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, that's one of my, one of my things is that, you know, actions more into action because I haven't I haven't I've been into maybe I have been maybe it's just different kind of action right because I mean I've been going to a lot of car events since I've been home so you know if I if I put that in the category of having taken action since I got back from Canada then I've been taking a hell of a lot of action there you go yeah I think I think there's something here about you like like realizing that you know part of this whole like the sales and the marketing and like this whole part of the business that you're accustomed to is actually going to be like fucking fun for you in this next business you know what I mean like I feel like that's not going to be a lot of hard work for you at all (laughs) you're just going to get to go out and race (laughs) and you know what that's (laughs) <laughs> yes, and that was the thing that you helped me to see when you came, were here in November, and that I feel like, in an odd way, this window is opening up for me in the past month and a half around that, is that, mm. yes, something happens every time I go, whether it's it's getting reconnected with people that I care about, whether it's being able to have conversations with people I, that I, about things I want to have conversations with, like... You know, like being able to talk to my friend and get him in 
and feel him out as to whether he would be interested in doing this television series with me if I can get it pulled together right. was like, that's like a fundamental thing for me because he's the one piece of the puzzle with it that in my mind felt like without him, it doesn't work. And it's not that it, it wouldn't work, but it's just, it will bring, it's like bringing a blue chip company into something. Right. Like, so it just starts at a different level. It just starts at a different level. And so, and we have relationships with some same people, but then he has the, he has his business part of it. And so the reach of his business is different than my personal reach. And so the two mm-hmm. of those things together, that's a good combination. And yeah, so I, I do feel like some of that stuff is, and being able to work with that client when I was back in North Carolina and saying, okay, you know what? I would still do consulting if I could do it with this kind of a customer doing it in this way. In right. a place where I felt like it was my sweet spot and I felt comfortable and it was the kind of business I would want to do it with. And I have thought about circling back around to the lady that I had talked to down in San Diego before I went to Canada because, you know, things change. I mean, that was the thing I learned from Lisa is that, you know, circle back around and talk to people because things in their life change and it, maybe it used to be a no and it's not now. And so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what's happening in her, her business now. And if now would be a time where she could, you know, commit to like four days a month. Right. You know, that would be, you know, that would be an easy thing to do that would, you know, bring in some, some income and also, you know, let me do something right at home and, Mm -hmm. you know, be an easy thing. And it may or may not work out, but I'm going to contact her. I'm just at least going to reach out to her. So, yeah. So I guess it's just different kinds of actions. I Yeah, I really, like, as I'm hearing you speak, I'm thinking this is really just, like, you inverting your lens. It's like what I was telling, I had someone that I was talking to um, yesterday, and she's like, you know, I have, she, she has these stunning stories about relationships and networking. And not just, and, and like, some of her most, key and beautiful stories are not about profitability in her business. They're like, you know, because she's genuinely caring about people and wanting to help and all of this, and she builds these deep relationships, because of that, when her son got sick and she, you know, put her flag up and said, I need help, they found, like, the perfect specialist in such a ridiculous amount of time, like just in time to save his life. You know, stories like that, right? Mm -hmm. But in her mind, why she's like, well, I don't know if there's enough credibility for my message, and I don't know if there's, and I'm like, well, tell me more about that. Like, And so it turns out that all of her success metrics are actually different than what she sees people are going to want from her. Does that make sense? Like, she Mm -hmm. feels like in her messaging, she's going to have to talk about profitability and visibility and all of these things that the network ends up doing. And, of course, that's going to be part of the messaging, but that's not her core message. The core message is we're human and we need each other. And sometimes, you know, like if we're really listening, we can, like, really impact each other in – incredible ways 
even outside of business, you know, like this whole other thing. But she keeps coming back to like, I know, but I don't have enough numbers and I don't have enough. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but I don't think that's what you're saying, right? Well, no, it's not what I'm saying. I know, but I don't have enough. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's like when I hear you talking about this, like there's this whole like scary hard conversation of like, like what it takes to build a business, right? Like you're going to launch ponytail racing and it's going to be this like thing that's going to, you know, like that racetrack map of all those metrics that you do. It's like a big deal. But there's like this part of it that I feel like is actually just going to be stupid easy for you. Um, and I think actually, I think most of it's going to be. I think that like, you know, yeah, I mean, growth process and everything, there's going to be hard stuff, but I feel like this is so, this is such an integrated approach to, this is, this is such a, an integrated expression of who you are and all of your gifts and interests and passion that it's like, I don't, I mean, sell the marketing, not the track, you know? Fulfillment mm-hmm. at the track. <laughs> like, you know, when you're not at the track, you're like in a retreat, facilitating the type of work that you love. Like, of course, there's going to be stupid fucking CEO admin bullshit that none of us like, but <laughs> sorry. It's fine you know print. It is fine print. <laughs> I know. And you know what? Some of that stuff I don't mind. The accounting stuff, I'm not going to lie. I hate accounting. Fucking like hate that. It, that actual accounting piece, I cannot stand it. But the good news for me is uh, the minute I have money, I have somebody on the bus that loves doing that. And it, there you it, go. my kid, my kid loves doing numbers and accounting and all that stuff. Loves, 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 loves doing it. Loves it. She'd spend her whole nice. life doing that. And eventually, I already know her, I, I, I already know the title for her book, which when I get in the spot, I'm going to hire you to help her write it because it's her, it's from, it's from diapers to down payment. Like how, how you can buy a house for yourself in your twenties. Right. Like how you can start, you know, like basically in diapers and to, you know, and so it's like, okay, well, what's the journey from diapers to down payment? She told me that. And I was like, dude, that's like the best. She said that. And I was like, that is a book title. Hold on to that. And she has, and she has held on to it. She has. And I was like, that's perfect. Cause that's the doggone title to your book. And Which she just loves Allie. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's like all, she's like all in on it. So <laughs> she's like, that's well, awesome. you know, some, she's like, well, someday. And I was like, yeah, I'll tell you what kids, someday's going to be come sooner than you think. So, you know, so she'll do my accounting for me for a while until she launches her own platform, and then she'll be off doing right. that, and then I'll get, have to get somebody else. But, you know, in the meantime, if I can get to a spot where I could hire her to do it, then she can be learning because she wants to learn the Deming stuff, so she can learn it from the inside out, which is the best way to learn it, is to be working in a company that's using it because the transformation is so much easier, particularly if the leader of the transformation is somebody that's, you know, has it embedded in their soul, then it's just, you know, she's not going to have to fight with the leaders to get them to use the tools and to use the theory. She's not going to have to fight me to get me to use it. 
I'm going to demand we use it, you know, so I mean, I'm going to demand in a loving way, but it, it would, it'll be the way the business will be run. So she'll get the opportunity to learn about that. So, yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I agree with you. And I, I was, I was talking to my, my friends whose house I'm staying at, you know, they're like bajillionaires and, um, mm-hmm. and their whole, and their whole thing is follow your bliss. That's their whole thing. They're all in, they're, they're all in with that. And so, I was telling them, I, I didn't use your name or anything, but I just said, look, I have this friend and she's like, she's been kind of like challenging me in a good way to like, think of it as like, well, why couldn't I just go racing and have that be what actually builds the whole business around me? Why couldn't I just go racing and then have everything else about the business be really easy? Like, why couldn't that happen? Like, why wouldn't that be able to happen? And so I said, so she's been kind of challenging me to think of it as like, in a positive way, like it could happen. So, you know, what is it in my belief system that says it couldn't happen? Because why couldn't it happen? It could happen. It doesn't have to always be like, you know, just like torturous hard work. It could be just we're going to go out and do this thing and we're going to have fun. And then all of the other pieces that need to fill in around that are going to fill in around that. So, and I think you're right. Because if I think about like when I was at Jet Hot, you know, I really got to anchor in Deming in a different way. In there, I did race for a living, but then there was this whole other part of the business, the tactical day-to-day of the delivery, which was in a mm-hmm. business that, that didn't inspire me. So yeah. I can take the pieces. So I did the, the workshop stuff, but I wasn't always doing workshops completely in my sweet spot, which, you know, doing some work with teens, I'll enjoy that, but that's not like really... In my workshops, I feel like the place where I was always the best was the graduation piece. I feel like that's the place where I was standing the most in my power in those yeah. workshops. Not that I didn't do okay with the teens, but that was the place where I did the best. And and so I feel like there's this sweet spot of being able to do transformational retreats and coaching and workshops and all that stuff and to use racing as a part of the marketing and the sales part of it. And, you know, and it's just, it's like, I feel like it's, so close, but there's just, I'm still in that spot of there's just something that's, you know, I haven't been able to bring down yet. And it's fucking frustrating me. Mm-hmm. So. I hear you. It's in God's time, not my time. For and that sake. might be the only thing. That might be the only thing. Like, they're just these other pieces that are taking time to get moved into place. And, you know, and then you're going to have to, like, really put a helmet on. <laughs> it's gonna be go time. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, there you go. So, yeah, I do. You know, I've been playing. I've really been thinking about. All right, you know what? I really just get, get something scheduled to go. Just it maybe even just dick around with some friends at a skid pad. You know. Yeah, you know, I talked to I talked to some friends back in North Carolina, like because they have like timing equipment and stuff. So I just need to get my hands on some cones because it's pretty cheap to do stuff at VIR. And since that Nova is back there, I thought, you know what? If I just went to the, went to the skid pad and dicked around with some friends, or I could do it here in California. For about the same amount of money, I could do it out here and just. But I couldn't have the skid pad totally to myself all day. But I could have a run group at Aaron's event. So like the event we went to one of the, mm-hmm. the, you know, I could have one complete run group to myself. So, mm. so I could dick around and, you know, or have a couple friends come and kind of play around and try and 
actually flesh it out at the track. And so mm-hmm. hear, hearing myself say that, maybe that is part of one of my next steps. So maybe I'll just have to tr- see if I can spend some time. Because when other people are around and people are trying to talk to me, it's distracting to try and put a program together and be there in the middle of an event. Right. So it's hard to try and do. It's hard to be in creation mode when there's, you know, people around. And the last couple of events that I've been at, it was like getting dogpiled every time I got out of the car. So, Well, that's what you get for driving such a sexy car. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, hey, I view that as a quality situation right there. That is a quality situation, that's right. That is ultimately what's going to help do the marketing I want to do, so (laughs) that's all good. And it shows up really well on television, too. The car shows well on screen. She does. (laughs) True story. Uh Well, is there anything in particular about this chapter you want to chat about? Now that I've just blab, blab, blab. Oh well, I started the blab test, so also bad. <laughs> I think that was my doing. I think I did that. I really like that idea, though. You know, I was listening to Jonathan coach someone today, and you know, she's like in this place where. I mean, last week she was totally spinning out of control. She wrote this thing in the Facebook group that made us all go, <laughs> like, okay, we've been there, but, like, maybe 5150. But we've been there, so I think we'll be, she'll be okay. <laughs> it was like, it was, like, insanity. And, um, and so she's, you know, got her business to a certain point, but she's looking at, you know, maybe I'll just take the education I'll just be, you know, um, how does she say it? Like, I'll just go be a professor again for another year, put a lot of money away, like, you know. And and then her son, who's 13 or 14, said when she told them what she was doing, he said, I think you're making a mistake. I don't think this is what you really want to do. And it crushed her. And she had already said yes to the position. And so then she completely flipped out. She, like, she can't eat. She can't sleep. She so Jonathan's like trying to coach her and I'm thinking everything that he's saying is true but maybe not for her you know what I mean Mm. like Mm -hmm. the stuff that he was saying to her it was so I mean like it was absolutely like so smart like yeah of course why wouldn't you go back you know your son is 13 he doesn't know what it's like to put food on the table and you know, build your dream, and you're not selling out, you're showing him a healthier way to do this, and, like, all this stuff, and it's it great coaching, like, phenomenal coaching, except that the whole time I was thinking, like, for someone to spin out this hard, yeah, there is some story under there, and it might be, it might, he might be right, it might be that, you know, it's just all about her kid, and she's, you know, like she actually made the right decision and mm, that's all my gut said. And so it's funny because I was like having this moment where I was like really admiring him and also thinking like, fuck, I hope he's right about her. Like, well, this is true for her because she was eating this stuff up. <laughs> actually, everyone was. <laughs> everyone was eating it up. They were, you know, Nick was like, oh my God, he's like, I thought he couldn't do breakthrough work and this is good stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it is good stuff, but I'm not sure. And so, 
you know, when I when I listen to him speak, like he's so business smart that it hurts my head. Like I'm I'm on the call listening to him all the time, thinking, you know, like I don't I don't know if I want to be a CEO if I have to know all of this stuff. <laughs> like, like, is this all really necessary to grow business? Is this all you know and and it's like it's all good, and lots of people eat it up, and I still think like it's like so complicated um and I just want it to be simple, you know, even in my in my moments of the most um the the most volume the highest volume and the most moving pieces that I've ever experienced, it was still really simple. You know, like events were being filled by my community and, you know, like there, it was just so easy. All the good stuff that has happened in my business has been so easy. It's the shit that happens in between that's hard. And that's just all me stuff. <laughs> Maybe like, fuck, what is this old story and how do I, you know, but like actual growth was easy. And so I'm, I don't know. I'm just like, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking this is maybe a message that's trying to get to me too. As I'm looking at like my own next stage and the way that I'm thinking because I am hearing his voice and so many others is like, well, you know, this is how you do it. You have to have these metrics, and you can check your Facebook ads and both. And I'm just like, God, save me from all of this stuff. I just do not, you know, like bring me the people so I can do my work, please. Like, can it be that simple? That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. In just the right time, you know. So, yeah. I don't know why this whole it's got to be hard thing. I absolutely refuse to buy into it. Don't let me buy into it, Cheryl. Okay, well, I think we should hold that space for each other because I okay. really, and for me, the it has to be hard thing is different than I'm willing to put in the time because I think we do have to make a commitment. Oh, we do have yeah. to work. We have to, you know, I think we do have to be willing to work to work, but mm-hmm. not like, um, but it, but not like, um, not to the point that it's like tearing us apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't think it has it, to be like. It's all the like, shit uh, that we don't want to do. Like I refuse to do all that stuff. I just don't want to do all this stuff. I want. I want it to be like all that. I want it to be easy. All that stuff, and I and I always I always had people show up for that hard stuff. You know what I mean? Like, oh, fuck, hard stuff I don't know how to deal with. But you know what? Ursula was always in my corner. Yeah. (laughs) I always had (laughs) someone in my space who I could go to and be like, whoa, look at this. How does one even strategize around this, you know? And it was fixed in, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. I want it to be that easy. And I, I want to hire your daughter to handle my books. <laughs> <laughs> She's ready to launch her own thing. 
<laughs> hey, look, she honestly, she's looking for work right now. And I, I said to her, sweetheart, you know what? You could do a virtual <laughs> assistant thing because people want somebody who likes to do numbers in accounting and who's reliable and trustworthy. And that's the mm-hmm. thing that everybody is always looking for. And so, you know, and I talked to her, look, we can, we can find like a, you know, a QuickBooks class so that you can get yourself up to speed on how to do things with QuickBooks because I think, you know, it's a reasonable platform that, you know, that entrepreneurial mm-hmm. businesses use. So I think that would be a value add for you to know how to use that. And even businesses of, a, of, a, of you know, some size, like the place up in Canada, that's what they're using. They're using mm-hmm. QuickBooks as their accounting package. And so I said, you know, I think that would be a good thing to do because I think it would be a good investment for us to make in you. You know, and selfishly, I was thinking about me for my business, but I was also thinking it would benefit her and what she's doing because then I could have somebody do QuickBooks and it wouldn't mm-hmm. have to fucking be me because mm-hmm. um, I don't want to do QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can, but that's not my sweet spot. <laughs> and she loves it. And so the amount of time I would be trying to beat myself over the head to do it, um, I could be out doing something else that would put me in the proximity of of something that's more value add and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and for me doing accounting is, is it's value added to a business to a point. I don't think we should make decisions based on accounting because that's the trap. That's the mistake everybody always makes. And that's a very common out in the business world is people want to, look at financial metrics and then make a decision based on that. And the reality is that's like making a decision, looking in your rear view mirror. It's like trying Mm -hmm. to drive forward and making a decision in your rear view mirror. The only thing your financials are going to tell you is where you were. That's the only thing they can tell you. They can tell you where you were. That's it's a measurement of interest, but people treat it as if it's the only one and the most important one. And there are facts of life issues. If we don't have enough money to do something, we don't have enough money to do it. But that's a fact of life issue. That's not using financials to make strategic decisions about your business. It's not, it's, people get really confused about what, what looking at a, you know, a balance sheet or looking at, you know, financials, what it really means to a business. And, I mean, a lot of the world is really confused about that and they're driven Mm -hmm. by that. It's like SEO and all that stuff. People think, you know, they think that there's a direct link of cause and effect with marketing and very seldom is that the case on one specific initiative because usually people have seen many things that have been done and so Mm -hmm. marketing is directional in nature. It's just directional. It's not you know, I mean, it, we can get into something and say, okay, well, you know, because a lot of times somebody makes a decision to purchase from us, but then maybe it takes them six months or a year or two years to actually come through with the app doing of the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so marketing is, it's so easy to have attribution error with marketing, trying to link the cause and effect. So if we're doing yep. things and our business sales are increasing or more lead generation is happening or all of those things. If those metrics are increasing, the things we're doing are backfilling. They're filling the pond. And that that's, you know, sometimes you can get a conversion rate of, you know, contact to close ratio if you're actually lifting the phone and banging stuff out. But, you know, it's, 
it's, it's a funny thing. A lot of the things that people tell us we have to know and have to be driven by in business, mm-hmm. counterintuitive, counterintuitively, it, those aren't the things. Mm-hmm. And it's the, some of the biggest mistakes and I see people make. Especially up the front. Like, some of these people are brand new, and they're like, you know, paralyzing them with all of this talk about testing assumptions. I'm like, okay, but, I mean, yes, it's important to test assumptions. But did you add the part about, like, experiment? Like, being in action and not just head tripping on this shit for three months? Because <laughs> that's where <laughs> some people are. They've been fucking yeah. head tripping for three months. And not putting any of those assumptions into action to see if any if anything is true. How mm-hmm. else do you do that? You just sit there and, like, work it out in your head? How about your lonesome? I can't. <laughs> you know? That's like my friend who came to me with the three-inch binder full of business plan and told me that I needed one when she hadn't made any money the year before and I had tripled my revenue. And she asked me, where's where's your business plan? And I was like, I pointed at my notepad that I had chicken scratch (laughs) my next three-month plan on. Right there. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you would have done better if, or maybe I wouldn't have had time for anything if. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, well, you know, I was having a conversation with Allie and, you know, and I I told her that I, you know, I really do want to do, you know, I want to turn a bit of a corner because one of the things that I'm looking at is, okay, if I, if, I've been sponsoring people in the program for freaking years. That isn't any different than doing coaching. Yes, there is a structure that I use when I sponsor people, but I'm quite certain I could come up with a structure doing that. And so I thought, okay, and so I said something to Allie about, you know, that I thought that's something that I could get get started on doing some of as mm-hmm. as as a, some potential income generation. Um, because I, I've, I, I'm thinking of a few businesses in the in the car world right now that are smaller businesses, mm-hmm. but that I think rather than going in and having them have to pay my daily rate, which would be, you know, which which I don't I I don't think that their business is in a place to be doing some of that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could be um, coaching the leaders of those companies. Mm-hmm for an hour or two a week, you know, like do, do an hour session once a week with them. And that could start to generate some things. And so Allie said, well, why aren't you doing it? And I said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I was th- I've been thinking about it, but I, I have to like line out the structure. And she just started laughing. She goes, no, you don't. Just get on the <laughs> phone with them. As soon as you start talking to them, you're going to know what you need to tell them. You don't have to mm-hmm. know ahead of time. You're, Cause you're not going <laughs> to, you can write it all down, but you're going to get on the phone with them and who the hell knows what they need. Mm-hmm. And once you get on the phone with them, you'll figure out what they need and you'll know what to do at the end of that phone call. And then at the next phone call, you'll start where you left off. And then you, she's so funny. I'm like, shit, you should be a coach kid. For God's sake. <laughs> she's like, well, it's just, I know you, I've been watching you do stuff for years mm-hmm. and there's plenty of things for you to be doing. So she's funny. She's my little, 
She's my little cattle prod. She's my little. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that's yeah. why that's why I cringed today when I heard that lady say that her son told her, "I think you're going to be miserable because when my kid says something like that, ooh man, I listen." Yeah, because they know us. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Well, that's what made me think of it when you said that about that lady, because Allie's thing was like, Mom, it's just, I mean, she said it nicer, but it was basically just fucking get started. <laughs> She's like, just put an offer out there. Put something out there. Just put an offer out there. Like, all right, I'm going to work on that kid. <laughs> so. Oy, oy, oy. So, we'll see. Being up here in Lake Arrowhead going to help me to drill down my little offer. That sounds fun. To you, because that's your sweet spot. Offers are not (laughs) my sweet spot. (laughs) To me, trying to put together an offer sounds like accounting. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Well, for me, it, I don't know. I'm like, kind of struggling it feels with, it, like I with my own stuff. Yeah. It's hard to do for I, yourself, right? It really is. Yeah. yeah. Because like I told you at the end of that retreat, they were like, okay, so this is what you need to do. You need to sell it for twice as much and build this and this. And I was like, thank God I didn't have to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. You know. Because it really, I mean, it is an experiment. I think it's easier when you treat it like that of like, okay, so I know that if I can get them, you know, into a car or on the phone four times a month or, you know, what are the things that, I mean, I, I think if you just ran an experiment, you'd be you'd be surprised. ran an experiment. Mhm. Maybe just like did a pilot. Like throw something together really fast. In time to call this lady. And just see what she says and how she's feeling and what she's what you hear that she needs. And then like tweak whatever you've got right in front of you and offer it. Oh, the lady that I had talked to before. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, she's a spa company. And honestly, I've used her products. They're awesome. She mm-hmm. has two components to her business. One is the actual production of the spa products, and one is the spa itself. Mm. And what I wanted to do is just say, look, it, just give me the reins of the spa for like six months. Mm. Like everything she's doing in the spa is counterintuitive to what needs to be happening in the spa to make the spa successful. So she's got <laughs> everything completely upside down. So she's doing mm. all this stuff, and I'm just like, oh, my God. It, well, no wonder. Because, you are you know, you're bringing everybody else in as independent contractors, and so they come in, they bring their client base, but then they decide to leave, and then that client base leaves. And so so you don't have any client base. Mm. All the practitioners do. You know, but she's not viewing it in that way. And so she's just viewing it as, you know, you don't have to front the money. Right. Yeah, well, you don't get to keep any of the money either. As soon as they leave, which she has a high turnover rate in practitioners, you know, so it's not, I'm like, Ray Charles could see part of what the problem is here. 
God's sakes. <laughs> so, you know, so stuff like that for me, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's a neon sign screaming. Oh my God, this is not rocket science. Like cause and effect, very closely related to one another, mm. you know, but because <laughs> I'm on the outside looking in, it's easy for me to see it. Right. And, you know, so it's easy for me to, to see it and to say, well, you know, but, she, you know, she's got all of her stuff, right? So, yeah, so that's that's a good idea. I'm, I'm going to, I think I will. I think I will just put something together and reach out to her and say, hey, I'm in town. been thinking about you. wonder how things are going. And I've had this idea. So what I think would be fun is to have a few of these smaller business owners together in a group and do it that way. So mm-hmm. I'm still making my daily rate. None of them are having to pay it themselves and they could get right. the benefit of not being so isolated on the Deming journey, which is how they all feel all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't want to talk to their people about it because their people are pissing them off. That's what they're right. wanting to talk about. You know, that's their struggle. And I, you know, they want to have a safe place to talk about it. So I did already email the guy in North Carolina. I emailed him today and said, hey, look at, you know, I really want to see you guys succeed. Here's what you told me when I was there. Your business partner doesn't want to really invest in this initiative until he knows it's going to be successful. And I just want to, you know, I just want to like hold the mirror up to you on that statement because that's really like backwards thinking. Because you don't want to invest in it. He doesn't want to invest in this initiative until it's successful. But if you don't have someone to help you lead the transformation, it isn't going to be successful. Because I don't know how you can lead a transformation that you don't know how to do. (laughs) And you're a really smart guy, but how can you lead the transformation you don't know how to do? You've never done it before. It's not a matter of you being smart. It's a matter of you don't yet have the experience to do it. And I said, and I, you know, and I know when Gordon was there, you know, I know he views it having to happen in just only this one way. And I told him, I said, look, I work differently. And, you know, I don't want us to look at it as that there's just only this one way we can work together, which is that I fly into North Carolina and I'm there in-house, you know, eight hours a day, day after day. I think we can be creative in how we work together in a way that will work for you and work for me. And so, you know, let's have some discussion about how we can creatively work together to help you be successful in this initiative that you want to roll out. Because right now we've, we've got the momentum back with your people and it's God awful important that we keep that going. Because that's the mm. thing is you just spent the money to get me there to get everybody back on the bus again. So let's capitalize on that mm-hmm. and not, you know, and not now have to keep doing that over and over again because that it will lose credibility if we do that. So, and he's a real open guy. So, you know, I think if he, if he felt like there was an option to do it differently, I think he would be on board with that. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first thing that I did today of like, okay, well, let me just put this out to him and say, let's try Let's, Let's look at it and come up with creative, a creative way to interact with one another that helps keep you guys moving forward. And I mean, even if it's like just, you know, two hours once a week where they 
have me remote in via conference line, that's fine. If it's going to keep them moving, and what I believe is when they get a few doses of it like that, they, they will start to get a little bit of success, and then they will want more. Yeah. And, you know, but I got to keep them moving forward enough for them to have some successes because they felt mm-hmm. frustrated because they couldn't really see the successes because they didn't get far enough to cause it to happen. So, so all right, well, I'll do that. I'll reach out to that lady. I'll reach out to her and see how she's doing. And because I, I, I do think that what I'm proposing to do with him is something that I could do with her, where I could work with a, li- a little bit with her in person right now while I'm in town. And, you know, and then perhaps put the two of them together where I work a little bit with them and their team and a little bit with, a, you know, like a CEO group, mm-hmm. which would be fun for, you know, which would be fun for me. And that, you know, could help me to build while I'm waiting for the rest of this ponytail racing thing to download. It's not mm-hmm. freaking downloaded quite yet. So probably need to <laughs> do some more experimentation with that too. So you're right. Sponge testing. Got to get into testing mode. So, so yeah, I yeah. guess I have to start acting in a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter complete. I just opened it up and then I was like trying not to laugh while you were talking. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so we didn't talk about the chapter at all, but we totally rocked this chapter. We didn't talk about the chapter at all, but we totally fucking talked about the chapter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Well, is there anything I can do for you? Mm. <laughs> nah. Keep holding that space. I shall. But I have a question for you about your the retreat. Mm-hmm. The, I got the email from you about the retreat. Mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still waiting to hear from you know. My dad said the Canada thing is they're still having some kind of a banking issue, and you know my father's description is yet another excuse. So you know, <laughs> God's in charge. God mm-hmm. is in charge, and it's just making me bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear you. Like there's a bunch of that going on right now. So, um, so apparently I'm supposed to sit still. <laughs> Take it from that is do some little things local and sit still because whatever's supposed to be happening is what's happening. Um, so tell me about the retreats. What are you thinking about with them? Where are you where? I mean, if you do them, where are you going to do them? What's what do you? Tell me um, more about it because I got that email from you saying you're looking at a couple different dates. Yeah, I want to do them in. Um, in Portland, actually, okay. I was looking at cabins in Mount Hood because it's got a ton of. We were there this weekend, and ah, so amazing beautiful. vortex yeah. energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, um, yeah, I'm just gonna do like I did in Minnesota: rent a spot, rent a place that is, you know, big enough for the amount of people who say yes, <clears throat> and then, um organize the space so that people have, you know, space to, like, some of the places I, excuse me, I was looking and have, you know, to a living room and a den and a dining, like, and a, be- and a breakfast nook. Like, there are all of these sweet little spots that I can see people just grabbing their computer and, you know, getting work done. 
or in their room or whatever. So there would be, depending on how many days someone wants to come stay, if they're there during the first few days where I'm actually doing the training, then it's like everyone's kind of off on their own getting their shit done while I'm doing the training. And then once I'm free, then I can do coaching before the evening. And then there will be mixing, you know, hanging out during the meals and the evening activities if people want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fourth day, again, just work because I'll be working all that day. And then days five, six, and seven are going to be, like when I was at the, this last retreat, it was just content. Like I was looking at everyone's stuff and then I would pull it up on the computer. I looked at everything before everyone woke up. And then I would identify like these are the things that we need to, all of us need to address right now for next level. And so I would do some coaching at the beginning. Some of it was some sort of breakthrough stuff. And some of it was just like writing more proficiently. And so then, you know, that took like sometimes 30 minutes and then everyone went to work. And then it was just, they'd send me stuff and I'd be sending it back. (laughs) They'd raise their hand and say, I'm so stuck here, help me out. And everyone was feeling that way. So we'd do a quick little reset and get back to it. So it had a very sweet, easy flow to it. Nice. Yeah. And how many days is it? Well, I'm going to, for you guys, for the people, the previous clients who are coming to get stuff done, you can come as many days as you want to out of the seven. Okay, cool. You could be there all seven days or you could just do those last three days, however you want to roll it. Cool. And is one date looking like it's more... Um, preferable to people than the other? I mean, has I haven't either... gotten a lot of feedback yet. I have two previous clients who are like, We're, neither one of us are moms and neither one of us can make it. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. So I actually told them to send me some dates because those two might actually work really well together. So I was like, I'll just do a separate one. <laughs> and you were looking at June 2nd. What were your dates again? Second through the ninth, I think, and then the July eighth to the fourteenth. And right now, with the feedback that I'm getting from people being so limited, I'm thinking it's probably going to be July. That's what I'm okay. guessing. Yeah, and just crazy dates in there: Father's Day, and then Fourth of July. <laughs> you know, because it's the whole week. It's like it kind of tweaks things out around the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And also June is the last few weeks of school too. So people have all the graduations and those open house, you know, all those activities that everyone has to do at the last part of the year. So Yeah, the graduation time is always just a, a crazy time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I was hoping I was going to get paid and that I could come if you were doing one in June. So 
But so far, I haven't gotten paid, so I can't make any commitments to anything until that happens. At least I don't feel okay. like I should make any commitments to anything until I know that money is in the bank. I'm trying to do that differently. <laughs> That's what's gotten me into trouble in the past, you know, because there's a fine line between making a financial commitment to something and then, you know, knowing that, the, you know, and then the resources kind of show up and I kind of feel like I've, the spot I'm in right now, I've been in this mm-hmm. spot before and then I've committed to things and then, you know, when it's, it's ended up not being a good decision for me to do it that way. So I'm just trying to be pragmatic about it, which is not my norm. <laughs> like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'm going to bars, I'll pick it up, I'll figure it out. So, um, yeah, so I'll talk to my dad tomorrow morning and see what it is specifically that is going on with the banking with them. So, mm-hmm. and I had already emailed the accountant over there today. I mean, because they, they told me a month ago that it should have been in the next week. And then she told me last week that I should have had it by the end of the week, last week. And now this is the end of the day, Tuesday, and still still nothing. So I emailed her this late this afternoon and just said, hey, any, you know, any lead time on that? So my dad talked to Bob, so who knows? I'll let you know as soon as I know. Yeah, and I'm... um because of what I'm looking at this week, I kind of just, like, put it out there and released it, and I'll probably follow up with people, like, the beginning of next week. So okay, give cool. everyone a week to find it and respond, and if not, then I'll, I'll call and be making some decisions more towards next week or the week after. Cool. All righty. Well... I am here if you need anything. You know where to find Thank me. Thank you. All righty. Same here. I can't wait to see Thank your you. offer. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know what? It's going to it's gonna be sketched out on a piece of paper. Yep. <laughs> so this is the best one. Oh, yeah. What is my offer? Good question. All right. Well, I'll figure it out. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's like share my... it with you. <laughs> it's like my friend in the 108 who's like, I don't know why I'm stuck, you know, and basically what he just told me is that he's trying to build a content-driven brand, but he doesn't know what his content is. I know why you're stuck. Today, I told him, look, here's the thing. I cannot seem to figure out how to message this correctly to you, so how about this? I'm going to call it an investment. I'm going to take you through my process, and you're going to tell me how to talk to all the other people like you. Got it? And he was like, bring on the pain. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> this is bullshit. I don't know why you're not hearing me. If it's just you or if it's your personality or what, but this is what we're doing. He's like, okay. <laughs> so funny. Hard ahead. Uh. And we are stubborn, aren't we? Mm-hmm. <sighs> All, right, this passes. All right. Well, have a good rest of your evening. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will I'll talk to you soon. soon. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.